Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This, this is, is Len and Jeff, Jeff from Baseball and, and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with, with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, episode number 332. Hope everybody had a good week out there, a little bit better than the Mets did. Didn't didn't look so great. It started off with that uh, dropping two out of three to Tampa Bay as they came in, but they did split a weekend series with the Philadelphia Phillies, and uh, look, the Phillies are fighting for a pennant, so they look pretty good in that. Uh, especially the last game, uh, Jacob DeGrom pitched eight shutout innings again, did not get a win, but lowered his ERA. He struck out seven batters, completed eight innings for the second consecutive start. And for the fourth time this season, he lowered his ERA to 1.68. He managed to keep the Phillies off the board despite giving up hits in four consecutive innings. Unfortunately, uh, he was matched by the Phillies pitcher. So the Mets didn't score until the uh, end, the bottom of the 10th, when Brandon Nimmo pitch hit a three-run homer to get the uh, split of the series and, um, you know, bring that game home. Of course, then Washington came in and beat them last night as we're doing this a day late, uh, five to four. I tell you, though, Washington is not the same team either that they were a couple of years ago or even last year. They just don't look as dominating. And um, But, hey, they won, and we've got three games left in that series. One more tonight and then Saturday and Sunday as we record this. So uh, keep an eye on that series. But um, – I don't know. It's a tough year, folks. It's really, really tough. It's difficult to come here every week and try to be optimistic, and I think you all know that by now. They're just struggling and just not playing good baseball at this particular point in time, and uh, they're hard to watch. So uh, what we're coming up to the All-Star break may be Maybe they can uh, get it together a little bit to, look, play better ball the second half of the season. We wouldn't expect you to win, to, to make a run for the wild card or anything like that, but let's play a little bit, bit more baseball, better baseball, the second half of the season, and I think a lot of people would be happy just, just to see some good ball being played. 
And maybe we'll get some guys back from injury. Uh, Mickey Calloway announced on Wednesday that Jason Vargas will make a second rehab start for the short season A Brooklyn Cyclones. Hopefully another rehab start like his last outing for Brooklyn. He had a great outing, went six innings, gave up one hit, no walks, and nine strikeouts. He did that on Monday. He will. Uh, it will help uh, kick him into gear. Vargas has been sidelined with a strained right calf since June 24th and has made just nine starts for the team after signing a two-year $16 million deal with the Mets in February. $16, it would have been more worth it. Fargus broke the Hamadi bone, the hamate bone in his right non-throwing hand during spring training and was out and came in and has been terrible so far. But, you know, he started last year. He was awesome. And... uh then had a rough second half. Maybe this year he was so terrible in the first half, maybe he'll have a good second half and be awesome. So let's watch that and see what happens uh, with that. Uh, Mets right-handed pitcher Noah Syndergaard threw a bullpen session on Wednesday and will return to the starting rotation on Friday against the Nationals. Mickey Calloway said, Syndergaard, who has been out since May 25th due to a finger injury, struck out seven batters in five innings in his first and only rehab start with short season Brooklyn on Sunday. He allowed, Brooklyn's been busy. He allowed one run, two hits, and one walk, throwing 46 of 71 pitches for strikes. He reached 98 miles per hour in the first inning, settled down after a rough first inning. I have to say, I watched some of that game. I saw... uh, the Cyclones are broadcasting, they say, most, if not all, of their home games. It's been a little sketchy, but that game happened to be on Facebook Live. They're going to broadcast their home games, most, if not all. That's what I was told. Um, to Facebook Live. And uh, that was a game that happened to be one of the games that was on. So I was able to catch that game and uh, really enjoyed it. So um, Thor looked pretty good, you know. First inning, struggled a little bit, but then got it together and really looked good right after that. So uh, he's coming back. We'll see uh, if he's still got the stuff and, and whether they decide to train him. Maybe they'll trade him. Okay, yeah. This one came totally out of left field, literally and figuratively. Ioannis Cespedes has been practicing at first base in the Mets facility in St. Lucie as he continues to work his way back from a hip flexor slash quad injury. This uh, report, as of Joel Sherman of the New York Post, Cespedes has been taking ground balls at first base in addition to fly balls in the outfield. Sources told Sherman that it was Cespedes's idea to try playing first base, and they believe playing at least some first base could alleviate strain on his legs. Assistant GM John Rico said there is a chance Cespedes could play first base this season, even though he would prefer if he could he if he could have an entire spring training to prepare. We know he is open to the idea, Rico said, according to the Post. That is something we have to discuss long-term if that works. He is taking grounders to see how it feels. That is the extent of it so far. 
We hope to have him in rehab games during the All-Star break. We still anticipate that he comes back as an outfielder, but we have had discussions, and he is open to first base. Rico indicated that the likelihood of Cespedes playing first base this season depends partly on whether or not the coaches feel he could play there. Boy, does that throw a monkey wrench into everything, doesn't it? So what does that mean for Peter Alonzo? What does that mean for Dominic Smith, who we know what it could mean, uh, and he could be writing his own ticket back to Vegas. But uh, I don't know. Cespedes at first base, is that a long-term solution? No, his contract, he's 32 or whatever. His contract only runs a little, a couple of more years, three more years. And then what? Then do you keep Alonzo in the minors all that time? Um, do you keep Dominic Smith in the minors all that time? Do you keep Dominic Smith and play him in left field? Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. I don't know. But speaking of Dominic Smith... Having gone 4-41 four and 41 in his last 16 games, the Mets are considering sending first baseman Dominic Smith to AAA, according to Matt Ehalt of NewJersey.com. Smith has only started 15 of the team's last 29 games. Smith had waited a few months for a chance to impress Mickey Calloway in the Mets, but has struggled with his opportunities, especially of late. He's been struggling at the plate. He looks indecisive at times, Calloway said, after the Mets... 5-4 loss to the Nationals. We just need to constantly evaluate where he can get the best development. Smith is frustrated with himself because he knows he can do more. I know I'm capable of doing more offensively, playing, not playing, stuff like that, Smith said. You got to figure out ways to keep having quality at-bats and grinding them out and constantly put those together one day at a time. That's how stuff will get rolling. The 23-year-old has just one RBI and 71 at-bats this season, and that was on a solo home run. He has 26 strikeouts. I, You know, what? They, are they giving him an opportunity, really? I mean, you can't start him for two or three games and then sit him down if he strikes out or whatever and put in Wilma Flores. You either got to decide to throw this guy in there and let him play or send him back down and let him play every day. But is he going to play every day? Because Alonzo's down there now. I, I don't know. Is this guy a bust? He could be. He could be a big bust. He, he could just not. It's not going to work out, but. I don't know, at 23, to just toss him aside. I say you play him the whole second half of the season and see what happens at the end of the year and make a decision. If he's a bust, he's a bust. If he can't cut it, you get rid of him. It's that simple. But you can't send him back down to the minors. Hope he gets hot and then starts to move him. And then try to move him because now now he's got a track record in the major league. So his track record's got to be in the major leagues if you intend to trade him. Because you've already exposed him to the major leagues. If he had been still in the minors, 
and had that short little, you know, view of the majors and didn't do well. Then there's some, you know, then you could probably move them. They probably should have moved them last winter. But now, after that view and this view up here in the majors, you're not going to trade him and get something good for him. It's just not going to happen at this point. But stranger things have happened, folks. So who knows? Starting in September, the Mets will meet with a wide range of outside candidates, both young and seasoned for the general manager vacancy. Although longtime executive John Rico will be considered and many current and former employees are rooting for him to earn a job, his case does not appear particularly strong at the moment. If that changes, it will only be after the team conducts a thorough search. Now, my question is, who's going to be doing these interviewing? Is it going to be Rico? Is it going to be Omar Minaya? Why would you interview somebody that's going to be either your boss or take the job that you want? I I don't understand how this is going to work out. I don't understand how this three-headed monster is going to work out. But they say they're going to do an extensive search. Is is it going to be Jeffy Wilpon doing it? Is it going to be Rico? Is it going to be Manaya? Is it going to be the other guy? Whose name escapes me? I I don't know. I don't know. It, it's sort of a crazy setup here, but hey. Is it really that crazy? It is the New York Mets. And let's see, a City Field vendor fatally choked while eating at the Queen Stadium following the Mets' loss to the Phillies on Tuesday night, police said. Hasnain Shah, 30, lost consciousness around 10.30 p.m., according to cops. Stadium workers alerted a police officer who called EMS and then performed the Heimlich maneuver, officials said. Paramedics gave CPR before taking Shah to New York Presbyterian Hospital in Queens, where he was pronounced dead, police said. Hasnain lived with his parents in Queens Village and worked full-time at City Field, according to his neighbor, Shahed Islam, 41 years old. Our condolences go out to his family, and I don't know what that says about the uh, uh, food at City Field. Uh, I heard that he got a hot dog caught in his throat, and they just couldn't clear it. I, I don't know. And you can't make jokes about something like that. A man lost his life. But uh, our condolences go out to the family. All right, let's take a break and be back with some very special guests from a different locale right after this looking for great cardinals talk then check out conversations with c70 my name is daniel shoftaw and i talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams but it always goes back to the cardinals find the latest episode on my website www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net did you know that baseball phd can be heard on baseballtalkradio.com 
Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now, don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a Ph.D. in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And I'm back <laughs> in a slightly different background for this uh, interview tonight because I got two guys in the studio with me tonight and they just wouldn't fit in my little studio but uh, they're here to talk Mets baseball and that's Len and Jeff of Baseball and BBQ. Guys, welcome to Mets Musings. Oh, thank you very much, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Well, uh, you know, we just did a little bit of your show and uh, talked a lot about the Mets but... Um, what about the Mets of this of this season? I mean, it's been a long, tough season, and uh, you know we still got a half way to go. So it has been a, a tough season. I mean, I I think I ranted and raved enough in the first half. <laughs> There's nothing left. I mean, it's just now it's just watching the guys develop. Got to get the young guys here. Got to get put Dom Smith out there every day. Rosario, Nimmo, uh, Conforto. Put them out there every day. See what you got. Um, what else can you do? The problem is that's all they have. I mean, last night they started, the Phillies started a pitcher who's, I think, 11th ranked. It was his debut. It was his debut. Right? It was, he's 11th ranked, I think, in their organization. And the Mets brought up a 28-year-old. It was, I think it was his first major league start. Yep. And he got shelled, right? It was not a good game. Right. Um, and, and that's where we're at. Their, their, their farm system uh, is there's nothing there? Well, you know, this year they've started seven pitchers made their major league debut. Seven, that's a problem. That's a problem. That that's that's when you know that you're not going to have a good year. Well, uh, you're going to get more. <laughs> yeah, but there is good news on the horizon because they did have uh, MLB pipeline recently made them uh, raise their uh, level of uh, competence in the farm system to a B uh, based on the fact that uh, with Justin Dunn and Anthony Kay, David Peterson having good seasons mm -hmm. with the, uh, the, the uh, draft of this year, uh, especially drafting his kid Kalanick, Kalanick, who is tearing it up. Yeah, he's over, over 500 average. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some signs, they're a little bit down the line. No, the way this Kellenic kid is hitting, 
Yeah, I, uh, he could be up here in the next year or in 2020, definitely the way yeah. he's moving. But D- didn't uh, they just promote him from uh, one 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 A ball to another uh, post to a uh, Kingsport? The there you go. Ball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and there are talk is if he keeps hitting in Gulf Coast League, he could be in Brooklyn the last month of the season. So that'll be a, a boom to the site. Go out and watch the Cyclones then at this point, you know? Right. right. Because these guys are, are playing hard and, and they're fun to watch and, and uh, you know, go to a minor league game then if you get so fed up with the Mets. But we're here. I'm here all year talking about the Mets and, and, and it gets more my, my sympathies. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you don't sit here. I watch you on video, I, you know, streaming and I hear you and I'm just waiting for Gary to just start crying, you know? And, I, and, I, and then I wonder why you don't just put the same podcast on week after week and just take time off because it's the same thing. I would say I watch reruns of comedies and then I watch the Mets, and and it's it's a rerun of the. I laugh more watching them. It's it's. Oh, it's I don't know how you do it week it's, after week. I, it's tough. It, it's very difficult, but that's why I have guests on. <laughs> <laughs> so we can break away from that every now and then. And, and, I think what makes it more difficult watching our young guys play because the guys across town have brought their young guys up yeah. and they're tearing it apart. Right. Yeah. Tearing yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. So that, that makes it even doubly uh, tough. Yeah, that makes it real, really tough because you wonder, why can't we bring a guy up? We would bring up Rosario and and he's, you know, he, he's, what? He, he, he's not impressive. <laughs> no, well, last night he hit two triples. Yeah, I mean we gotta we gotta find yeah, yeah, some. Gotta find something. I get it. You know, I think he reminds me a little bit about Reyes when Reyes started. I remember Reyes was uh, toward the end of the lineup, didn't have good uh, plate discipline whatsoever. Right. But he got better, and I'm right. hoping Reyes. I mean Rosario, you know, goes the same path and gets better. I mean, you see, you can see certain things there. You can see the glove. Um, right. Yes. You you can see the speed. Uh, you can see the arm, except for that damn tap in the glove every time. I wish they'd get him, break him of that habit. Mm-hmm. Um, the plate discipline, though, is so, so difficult to watch. Right. I mean, he, he just, he's a wild swinger. And, I, you know, doesn't somebody get a hold of him and say, hey, you got to work on that? I mean, you got to really work on that. I, I don't understand why they, they don't. Uh, and, and in the first place, he should have been prepared when he came up here. Right, and and we don't see that, but we don't see that with a lot of the players. And yeah, but the manager, well, the managerial staff, the Mickey Callaway. I mean, you know, with his kumbaya and uh, you know, comforting his players. And can I give you a hug? Come on, come on, Rosario, come on, let's hug it out. I it's, I, I don't see them being the 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 coaching. You know, this the staff that's gonna. That's going to do that with with them. They just. I'm going to disagree with my pal ah, here. Here we go. For a minute. <laughs> Good. For a minute, uh, because the pitching really, starting pitching has come around. I mean. Yeah, so he's a good pitching coach. He is a good pitching coach. Yeah. Two guys in the top ten in the ERA, Matt and, and of course Degrom. Right. I mean, I I was I was I was pleasantly surprised because Matt started out horribly. Yeah. His yeah. first two starts, he had like over seven ERA. Right now he's at three point three one in the top ten. Do the Mets yeah. have a pitching coach? They they do now they do yeah. okay <laughs> so but but the point is that that Callaway maybe maybe he's a great pitching coach but I don't think he's a great manager well he has made some mistakes and but you know what 
I don't think he's fully to blame going... No, he's not. You know, whatever he, that record is. Yeah, he, he's not. He's a victim of circumstances, I think, with what, the, what Sandy Alderson did and what Sandy Alderson got him to play the field. Unfortunately, you know, he's got to work with that. But, you know, we heard so much about him being his pitching guru mm-hmm. and how they were going to... Uh, do the bullpen and it's going to be unique and right. different and everything. I don't see any of that. And no. the bullpen is absolutely awful. Horrible. And, you know, as good as the starting pitches are, they're only going five or six innings. Right. So why aren't they getting these guys more stretched out? Why why aren't they getting more to, to throw inside, to throw strikes or whatever? You know, whatever the, the problem is, it's just it's too much. You're right. Because at that 100-pitch mark, got to take them out. Take him out, 100 pitches, get him out. Yeah. Which is, you know, another uh, argument, you know, uh, which which we know we've uh, gone back and forth with, with these analytics stuff. But, yeah, 100 pitches, I don't know why they, they, that's the magic number. Is 100 pitcher number 101 going to ruin them? I, I don't know. Well, and then it's not only that. It's the uh, it's just the, the whole analytics of they can't pitch three times through the order. Imagine Tom Seaver or Jerry Kuzma not pitching through an order three or four times. I mean, it's ridiculous. These guys would do it constantly. Right. And they throw 300 innings in a year. These guys barely make 200. Right. So, I, you know, but it's the game in general that's changed. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily for the good. No. All right. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Of course, we mentioned him leading the uh, National League in ERA. I don't know if he's still doing that after tonight. I don't know what's going on tonight. Well, uh, no score right now. Trade him. Oh. <laughs> Keep him. Trade him. Keep him. Trade him Keep and him. Noah Syndergaard goodbye. Keep them both. Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I please? I got to tell you. All right. The Mets right now with Noah Syndergaard and Jacob deGrom, it's like having a crappy car, but you've got a, a Mercedes-Benz steering wheel. Okay, what's the point? Okay, last year, okay, I know Syndergaard was hurt, whatever. Okay, this year, um, the starts that he makes, you still don't win. The time to do something now with those guys, you trade them. I, I know that this is not, Met people, fans, I'm, which I am, don't want to hear that, but I think you've got to, Trade these guys. The Mets are the Mets are not going to be a contender for a few years, and by the time they are, Degrom, who's thirty, is going to be, you know, getting towards the end of his career. Perhaps get the value now. You've got to get good prospects. You got your farm system. Go from a B with your farm system. Bring it to an A. I don't think you're going to get enough good. I don't think you can get the value for him for Degrom. Yeah, I don't think you can get enough value for him. I don't think really? gonna, I don't think that the anybody's gonna give you all their guys like they, they, they have the ridiculous with the Yankees. That's first of all, that's never gonna happen. No, I'm not saying the Yankees. I'm just saying. Like, I'm as an example. It's got to be Torres, Andrew, Sheffield, uh, Frazier. You know, you're not gonna get them back. I mean, with, with that trade, okay, maybe. But you know what? Degrom's the kind of guy. He doesn't throw that hard where he's trying to throw it through the, the catcher. Okay. He, I think he can pitch till he's. In his upper 30s. Those are the okay. guys, and you got to build around that guy. You know? I with don't think you're going to get enough. But with what? Well, that's not, I'm not the general manager. That's his job. But, but I don't think I, you're going to get enough from him. I don't think he's gonna, you're going to get enough value. And then, and then the, the other aspect of that is, 
you're, you're trading for prospects. How do you know they're going to pan? Exactly. Out? Well, right. that is true. You, you're right. I but, mean, that's the other thing. You know, uh, Tom Seaver went for uh, uh, Zachary uh, and Zachary Flynn and Dan Norman. Dan Norman and uh, Steve, Steve Henderson. Henderson. And Steve Henderson was a five-tool, can't-miss player. Right. And he had a couple of nice seasons, but nothing, you know, Tom Seaver-ish. Right. So, uh, it, you it, know. You've got, you got to hit. You have, you have to be right on this. What do they say about insanity? Okay, it's doing the same thing and expecting different results. Okay, so the Mets season, okay, is lost. So now we go into next season with what? What are we putting with him? Uh, I hear people saying, oh, you got to sign Manny Machado. Really? And there are other teams that want Manny Machado. And how much, and the Mets, the Mets are not a team that's going to pay a Manny Machado, even if they. Well, given the Mets history, any free agent comes here, got to be nuts because they get hurt. Right, it's the way to end your career. <laughs> well, it, it, it's true, and, and but they have to do something, and it can be turned around quickly, I think, nowadays more than it used to be. Um, again, they've got guys that they could probably move from the minor leagues that, that uh, might bring in something uh, if they need be. You know, um, I'd like to see Dom, like you said, I'd like to see Dominic Smith. Well, let's see what this kid's got. The problem with that is if he's got nothing, you can't get rid of him. Right. So then you just got to release him, let him go, play in the minors or whatever. Um, sometimes you're better off letting them go when they're in the minors because you can get something for them. And, and you know, don't if they don't pan out with another team, you don't really care. But uh, it, it's a tough situation, and I don't know what they're going to do. And add to the fact that... Uh, just getting back to the DeGrom Syndergaard argument, trading them, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with this triumphant GM idea, them planning the future, and then they turn around and say they're looking for a general manager. I, I don't I don't understand that, because are these guys want to, are they going to interview the, their potential bosses? I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't, and uh, you know, it's it, the general manager is going to be one of these three. I know we, we know Di Podesta used to be a general manager. We know Omar was. Uh, but Rico is the, the guy that they love. And, uh, you know, but he's been in the organization so long, he doesn't know from winning. Right. You got you need right. to bring in some guy who knows what he's doing. Right, right, right. And, and you know, who is that guy? I mean, uh, are they going to bring... And then is he going to be hamstrung by the, the Wilpons? I don't know, but you know what? Scrappy Sandy, as you like to call him, his drafts hasn't been, you know, great uh, over over his his uh, career with the Mets. Yeah, he's I'm, hit on a couple. But yeah, right. yeah, well, Conforto, uh, who's in the major leagues, obviously, but he's batting what two thirteen? Eh? Yeah, Rosario's is batting thirty points higher than him. Who would who would have thunk that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, they but they've had a history of never developing root hitters. Right. And and they may have rushed Conforto. Who knows? Who knows? You know, they rushed him in 2015 up. Um, I think he'll be okay. I think he's just lost now, and I think it's just being compounded, and maybe he needs a, a little uh, break and, and uh, sent down to the minors. You know. Well, when Cespedes comes back, if yeah, well, if I mean, Cespedes comes back, then? I mean you got Nimmo playing every day now, right. and. Uh, you know, and and then Bruce is on the, the well. He's just got hurt again, so right. he's uh, he'll be out another ten days. What's but. the deal with Cespedes? I mean, I think he's it's now more psychological. I I I mean, 
if it's if he's hurt, you know, obviously want him back at full health. But you know, he's thinking to himself, why come back? What's the point? I, I think Cespedes is the type of guy he's got to play at one hundred percent, or he doesn't want to play. Yeah, but that's a problem. Well, of course it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's <laughs> he's got a big contract, yeah. and he can always say, you know, who's to argue? He can say, oh, it still hurts me. It hurts me when I run. Yeah, well, and I, you know, I agree with you. It's a, it's a big deal, but you know, uh, he, I think that's the kind of guy he is, and we we've had them throughout baseball where guys didn't want to play unless they were one hundred percent. You know, Cespedes is that is that fine, you know, luxury car that. You know, you have to, it's got to be perfectly tuned and it's got to be running. And, you know, you can take it out for a drive and then all of a sudden, wait, I hear, I hear something. Oh, got to bring it to the shop. Yeah. He, he, and that's, like I said, it's a problem. We give him a lot of car metaphors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get sponsored by like Maserati or something. <laughs> um, but, but they don't play through aches and pains these days. No. They're, 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 no. No, they don't. And uh, I, I again, like we were discussing it on your show about the money, and then it could be a big issue with the money. A guy mm-hmm. doesn't want to play and and risk further injury if he can just, you know. What's his motivation to come back? There is none. You know? He's got a hundred and ten million dollar contract. What is his motivation to come back? He doesn't. It. The, the, the losing team. Why come? Why come back right. to the losing team? And, he, and now there's a report where he's talking about. He suggested that he wants to play first base. Well, learn to play first base. We didn't want to play right field, so that's the same side of the right. Diamond. Exactly. And and to me, you know, I do get a kick when they say put him at first base. First base is not an easy position right. either. Right. You're constantly moving. I know the movements are different. It's not long strides. You're not running for a ball or anything. But you know, and then that screws up. What do you do with Alonzo or Dominic Smith then? Right. If if you move him the first, I mean, with his contract, I guess you'd have to to do it. Or you'd have to attempt to do it, you know. Um, what I would do, I guess, is I would move him to first base, see if he can make the transition, and then see if he can dump his. his right. Well, he did his, say his, uh, his contract. He did say he wanted to finish his career in Oakland, so you know. There you go. Maybe they need a first base. But 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 he is such a big part of the Mets' offense. When they got him in 2015, took off. Yeah. You know what? And 16, did he play the whole year? I think he, for the most part, he... He was in and out. He was in and out, yeah. yeah. But it yeah. got him to the playoffs. I mean, yeah. one game, I know it's not really the playoffs. That's got him to the wild right. card game. Well, it still got him there. Right. It got him to the playoffs. But the last two years has just been very tough watching. I mean, he hasn't been on the field at all. It's just, yeah. he doesn't, it's like he doesn't want to be on the field. And you know, everybody said the injuries, the injuries, it's the doctors, it's the training staff, and everything has changed. Maybe it's the players themselves. Right. I mean, or maybe it's just the whole system. Maybe. Maybe the whole system doesn't do. I, you know, I always have a theory that these guys are in too good a shape. Right. That right. that I agree. They, 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 their muscles are so taut, and they you know they all look great on the beach. Right. But you know they can't round first base without pulling a muscle or something, and that that's just my crazy theory. And people think I'm well, nuts sometimes. No, he was supposed to fix it this year. Remember, he was going to do the yoga and right. the Pilates. Yeah, he did they said right. he did? And drink the water and keep hydrated. <laughs> He may just have a uh, terminal chronic, uh, uh, problem. chronic problem, right. and and uh, uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's that's what's gonna be, and that's it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get back to the bullpen for a second because that 
bullpen it changed from year to year. Blevins was so good last year. Yeah, last couple years. Yeah. Right. This year. This year can't get anybody. Can't out. get anybody out. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing with the bullpen, and and it's a big chemistry thing, I think. And I don't know. That's why I'm a little down on Callaway and Island for that matter, because they were, as I said, they were the pitching gurus, and they were going to get this bullpen in shape, and and right. these guys are terrible. Right, Swarzak, and, and he was supposed to be pretty good. And yeah, he's awful. He's, uh, puts, he puts uh, gas on the fire. Yeah, and, and then, you know, and I feel bad for Paul Seawall. The guy pitched great last year. He pitched great in April, and he burnt them out. He yeah. kept using them. And this was the guy that wasn't going to burn people out, remember? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use them differently. Right. I'm going to, you know, nobody's going to get burnt did what Terry Collins did. He burnt them out. He kept going to him, going to him. Now the guy's up and down to the minors right. and stuff. And, and I just feel bad for a guy like that because he deserves better than that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I mean, they, and then they bring up uh, uh, Flexen. Right. Flexen is sitting on a bench for, for five days and then they put him in a game and then they expect him but he was starting every fifth day down in, in Vegas. You can't do that to a guy, you know? Um, now I see tonight, Dendek is up. Jacob Dendek Rain, is, I think, is back. He's back? Yeah, okay. I mean, I can't keep track of it anymore. Who's going? Who's coming? I mean, uh, I know. I saw so Ty Kelly back up the other Ty day. Kelly is back, yeah, because uh, Frazier went Frazier on the DL, DL. right. Um, I, I don't know. What, what are you guys thought about these injuries? It's it's you know, is it an excuse every year? Then it's it's I mean it happens, but you know I mean you, you thought uh, Syndergaard oh he hurt his finger he'll be back in a week yeah it's right. six weeks right I know when they, well you know remember when Ike Davis played first base right he yes. ran into uh, who did he collide with David Wright David right Wright. and 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 they said he would be you know it was just. It was just a simple, right, it was just like a simple collision, twisted ankle, and the next thing you know, he's out for the rest of the season, and then, and then, uh, and then I think he got Lyme disease the next year or something, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like the weirdest, what is with them, but these little injuries, you're right, well, Cespedes, they said, oh, it was just a, uh, uh, his hip or whatever, he'd be out for just a little bit, it was just a precaution, he hasn't played it in weeks and months, yeah, right? Yeah. And 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 you're right, Syndergaard with his with his index finger. Oh, he'll just he needs a little rest. Six yeah. weeks later. Six weeks. Yeah. I mean, I what is six weeks, six to eight weeks? It seems. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. you know, thank God we have a uh, you know Jacob the Grom, who Lung wants to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's uh, he's my might be our best pitcher since uh, Gooden. Since good, I, I would have to say so. He's I, very I close to it. Yeah. Yes, but they okay. I it's not that I want to get rid of the guy. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to, but I, I, I just I, want the team to do better. To do better, and they're not winning with him, and they've got to build. And if they, it, I'm not saying trade him. If you're not going to get value for him, then you don't trade him. But I can't believe that you're not going to get value for him. Now you're right though. I don't know that they have. The talent evaluators in place to make a trade like that. You don't know, yeah. Yeah. but I just think that I I don't think it's going to happen in in the next couple of years. But I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. The Grom knows how to pitch. Yeah, he does. He's got to actually. He's, he's got to go a little deeper yeah. in games. That like you'd hope he can he can go oh maybe 100. Right. 
10 pitches, 120 pitches. He, you know? he didn't start as a pitcher, actually. He, he was, a, what was he, a shortstop, right? Yeah. So maybe, may, uh, I've heard, you know, that he doesn't have, uh, he hasn't thrown all the pitches. So even though he's 30, right, uh, he doesn't have the wear maybe on his Maybe he arm. started later in, in life. Than so maybe, yeah. maybe. You know what? Maybe they'll teach him how to throw a knuckleball. And then he could throw till he's 40. You know, hey. I mean, I'd be more apt to trade Syndergaard. Of the two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the, he's injury prone. That's the thing well, with Syndergaard. Thing, so what do you get? I don't know I, if you're going to get his value. The to me would be because, as what you said, the Grom is the pitcher. He knows how to pitch. If he doesn't, if he loses his fastball, he'll learn how to pitch. Uh, you already knows. I mean, uh, you know, I read about, just you know, finished a book with, about Warren Swan. It was very interesting. And when he lost, not that he threw like these guys throw, but when he started losing his fastball, he had a changeup, he had this, he had that, you know. Screwball, he figured it out. He played for how many years? I believe he was 45. So there are ways to do it. I don't know in this day and age whether it's possible if they even have the dedication again because of the money. When, when DeGrom, though, okay, he has one more year before he goes free agent. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, two more years. Two more years. Oh, he has two, two more. Years. Okay. Two and a half okay. years, yeah. Oh, okay. So but I'm thinking, are the Mets even going to sign him? Well, I think they should sign him to an extension I in this offseason. sign him now. Yeah, yeah. buy out That's two years of arbitration and, yeah. and get it yeah. done. Yeah. I mean, he has, a, he has a family now. He get the security. Right. You know, get it done now. Okay. Um, one final question because I see my computer is going dead. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that's that's how you know it's over. <laughs> what didn't I tell you that? <laughs> uh, David Wright. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts on David Wright? He could have went down as the you know one of the greatest Mets of all time, who spent his entire career as a Met, and unfortunately. You know, again, the injury bug got him. If it's not his back, it's his neck. If it's not his neck, it's his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I think he should hang up. I, you know, I actually, I like your idea. Come back for one game at the end of the year. Give everybody a show. You know, get, let him get his, uh, you know, his, his standing ovation, which he deserves. He's yeah. a, a great Met. And uh, let him go out and, you know, be a coach or manager someday or, or you know, be an ambassador. He is really a, a good guy for, for the team. Okay, so uh, he, <laughs> I, I'm a big David Wright fan, um, but he, is he ever coming back? Probably, I mean, probably not, right? He's probably not coming back. Um, again, they gave him this big contract. That was whatever. Um, I agree with you. He he should really he should retire, but he has a lot of money still to do him so. And you gotta you gotta give the guy credit though, because he has tried to, he has gone through surgeries. I mean, he really has tried to come back, and uh, I feel so bad for the guy because he really. And this is the guy who met. who wanted to be here. Yeah, he that's wanted why to be Mets here. fans love yeah, him he wanted because to be he here. wanted to be here. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad. I never had a problem with them signing him. No, no, no. He no, no. He got it for what he did. Yeah, and and I always go back to the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And and the man was everywhere. Every TV show. He was Mr. Met. Yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. was really the ambassador. Not the Will Pons, not uh, Terry Collins. It was all David Wright yeah. was there. And, um, yeah, he deserves everything, yeah. every chance yeah. to come back. 
But see, his injury is spinal stenosis. That's, I mean, that's right. That's a real thing that he it it doesn't get better. No, and it's it's really it can be debilitating. Um, so he understand a guy like Cespedes. When you look at David Wright and you look how he's trying to come back, and whether you know it's pride, the money, whatever it is, and then you look at Cespedes. I just it's. It's really it's it's, it's like uh, total opposite. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. thing. So. Yeah. I hope he, I it would be it would be fantastic if if somehow he could you know play again but uh, well I, I, just, I like I said like Jeff said my idea was that but even if if anybody can go and he can't play he's like got to have one more swing left in his body. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go and have one swing like that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what you do. You get him to pinch hit in the eighth inning, the final game of the season, and you say it's David Wright. Make it David Wright day. Have right. Him, have the ceremony, all of that stuff. I don't know if he'd even go for that, though. He's. I, I have a feeling that he would not want to do something like that. I don't know. And I'd put him right into the freaking Mets Hall of Fame right away that day. Yeah. How about retiring a number, give that a little time to settle. But yeah. I would put him in the Mets Hall of Fame yeah. and let him take that one last at bat. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm sure if they're losing 8 nothing, that the no. pitcher's going to groove one and, and uh, you know, no. let him... Uh, he, he should have a role with the organization, yes. definitely. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I heard somewhere that he said he doesn't want to coach. Well, okay. I don't so, know. I mean... I don't know. I think he'd be a good coach. I think he'd be a good manager. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I would have loved to see him at Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Nothing against a daughter Alfonso, no. right. but uh, would have loved to see him in Brooklyn. So, yeah, I think he's. I think he would be a, a good, um, good manager or something. I heard him say something that uh, he's in the clubhouse, but he's not really the a leader in the clubhouse. He says because he's not on the field. Yeah, right. so yeah, right, right. Let's hope all the best to him. We can't end on a sad note like that, though. <laughs> Gary, come on, come on. I mean, this is we gotta that you brought me down with that. <laughs> the whole episode we're talking okay. about the Mets. How the about, whole... about I have one suggestion? You just mentioned some guy, and I, I thought of this last week because I did go to a Cyclones game, not the, not this past Sunday with Thor, but the, the Sunday before. Edgar Alfonso was a great hitter for the Mets. Yes, he knew how right. to hit. Right. Teach these guys. Let him teach these guys how to hit the to all fields. He can do it. Well, I'll tell you. This uh, you're bringing up the Cyclones, and this year though they are hitting much better than they have in the last few years. And I believe Marlon Anderson is the hitting coach this year, and I think he's made uh, an impression on some of these guys because I see them doing more things than they've done in, in a while, and and. Uh, Last year it was just they were t- terrible mm-hmm. hitting wise. Um, this year they've got guys hitting three hundred and two. I mean last year it was like one forty three. You know I think it was a two oh two but team batting average. It was just it was a low. It was not a good year. Um, now they, they they've lost some games, but they've lost some close games this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I reason I know is I used to do uh, the Cyclone Fever cast, and I kind of got too busy to do that. May revive that somewhere along the line. Um, but um, I also have the minor league package, so I get to watch them uh, 
whenever I can. You know, certain teams uh, broadcast over that. Now they broadcast supposed to be most, if not all, their home games, and it's been very spotty mm-hmm. on Facebook. They're, they're broadcasting, but um, yeah, I, Alfonso was not good last year. He wasn't Mickey Callaway-ish, but he wasn't mm-hmm. far behind them. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, this year they're a better team, so they're more fun to watch, and they probably have better players this year. Right. Last year was a bad draft year, and, and uh, you know, and they went for a lot of pitchers and. And and they went for a lot of collegiate guys that didn't pan out. Some of them pan out, some of them didn't. But uh, so, are you saying this hope? Is there that is how? Hope. There is hope. There is hope. Yes, Met fans, there is hope. Be optimistic. There's hope. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Stay optimistic. Let's go, Mets. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming this evening, and uh, it's been a real blast having you on and and being on your show and. Having you here in the studio. Thank great. you. Love it. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to do this again. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. We'll be back. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at FightinPhillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack and this great edition of Mets Musings. Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment voicemail hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail question, anything at all. Call that number five one six six one nine six three four one, or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at MetsMusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash MetsMusings. 
and I'm back, and I want to apologize. We had some video issues, as you saw, and some uh, audio issues uh, with the interview, but it was such a good interview, and we had such a lot of fun. I didn't want to deprive anybody of it, but um, I think the uh, you can hear the whole interview. The audio is fine, and that will be complete up on the website if you want to check out just the uh, just the audio of the thing. But the video came out pretty well. Computer went dead in the middle of it. My fault. Forgot to check. Uh, forgot to charge it all the way. And then it just kind of went. Phew. <laughs> so we were using a laptop. We had to go into the other part of the studio. and uh, But, you know, it worked. And the low camera angles, I apologize for. It was an experiment. We tried it out. And I thought it worked for the most part. We'll tweak some things the next time and get it better. But uh, now let's go down on the farm. Uh-oh! Hey, Mets Double A outfielder Tim Tebow made the All Star team for the Eastern League All Star game. He went one for four with a double, played nine innings at DH in the Eastern League All Star game that was in Trenton on Wednesday night. Batted ninth, he doubled to left field in the second inning for his lone hit of the night. He grounded out, flied out, and struck out in his three other at-bats. The Syracuse Chiefs, the Class A International League, will rebrand for the 2019 season, coinciding with a switch in affiliation to team owner New York Mets. The Mets purchased the Chiefs prior to the 2018 season, but the team is currently fulfilling the final season of her player development contract with the Washington Nationals. Once that affiliation agreement expires, the Chiefs will become an affiliate of the Mets, a switch that will conclude uh, with a change to a new name. It was already anticipated that a name change for 2019 and beyond could be in the offing, and the Chiefs have announced that that will be the case. An official announcement on the rebrand is expected to come after the season concludes. Uh, more from Syracuse.com. The Syracuse Chiefs, in their first year under new ownership by the New York Mets this season, have announced plans to change their name in 2019. That's when the Mets will first put their AAA prospects on NBT Bank Stadium Field. The Chiefs can't reveal a new name or logo until after the season, but there's a good chance both will be very Mets centric. I don't. I like the Chiefs. Why not just keep it the Chiefs? They got a cool logo. It works. It's already got branding. And yeah, why do you got to change everything? We don't want the Syracuse Mets. It's too bland. That's why we like this Brooklyn Cyclones and the Columbia Fireflies and. Um, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, that's okay. You know, I would have went somewhere else with that, but still a a different branding. So, but we'll see what it is after the season is over. The Mets released right-handed pitcher Marcus Molina on Wednesday in order to make room on a 40-man roster for outfielder Matt Dendecker. Yes, he's back. Like a bad penny, Matt Dendecker keeps 
turning up. Molina was with WA Binghamton, landed on the DL on July the 4th after struggling mightily this season. Posted a 6.94 ERA in 81 and two-thirds innings between 14 starts with AA Binghamton and two starts with AAA Las Vegas. The Mets signed Molina in 2012 and went on to pitch well with single-A Brooklyn, posting a 1.76 ERA in 76 in- innings, but would later fall victim to Tommy John surgery. And he was awesome in Brooklyn. He was really good. I really was keeping an eye on him. Was hoping he would make it, but he could be back. I don't think they can release him outright. Uh, read somewhere because he's on the, the injury list, but they can release him to get him off the whatever. They can resign him to a minor league contract. I'm sure they're going to try to resign him. He's still a pretty young guy, and uh, maybe a year away, a year and a half away from Tommy Johnson. The more he gets away, he'll get back to what he was in Brooklyn. He was awesome. Outfielder Rafael Gladue was promoted to the advanced A St. Lucie Mets. He was hitting 275 with 13 doubles, four triples, and one homer in 71 games for the Columbia Fireflies. The 23-year also had a 23-game hitting streak earlier this season. Taking Gladue's place on the Fireflies roster was outfielder Zach Reams, a left-handed hitter has started his pro career off by going 5 for 24 with the Kingsport Mets. He was the Mets' 27th round pick this year. Infielder Anderson Bohorquez was also added to the St. Lucie roster, and outfielder Ian Strom was placed on a seven-day disabled list. The 20-year-old Boho Roquez has a .833 OPS for the GCL Mets this season. The Jared Kellenick show finally showed up in Kingsport. The teenager went two for four with a clutch eighth inning homer in his Kingsport debut. This kid has already been through the Gulf Coast League. Now he is in Kingsport. If he continues to hit in Kingsport like he did in the Gulf Coast League, could we see him in August in a Cyclones uniform making the uh, run up the ladder of the organization real quick? That remains to be seen, but um, this kid is supposedly got the, he's all got the goods. Haven't seen him in person, but supposedly has the goods. So we'll see where uh, his next stop will be. A switch inning, 17-year-old Mets shortstop prospect Ronnie Mauricio has played in 20 professional games. And he has hit in every single one of them. Mauricio, who the Mets signed for $2.1 million as an international free agent last July, is hitting three fifty-four with two homes, six doubles, and two triples this season for the Rookie League GCL Mets. So there is hope, folks. Except Matt Dendek is back. You know, I, I don't even know when they... I, I, am I the only one? And it's hard to keep track of who's coming and going this year. I mean, there are so many guys. Relief pitch is going up and down. I'm I'm sitting there saying, why don't you put this guy in and then find out they sent him into the minors two days ago. Now, Dendek is here. I, I don't know. I... It, it, Boy, whoever's juggling this ought to get extra pay because uh, there's really a lot of juggling going on this year with the Metsies. They're just moving people in and out and up and down and all over the place. And whew, it has been something else to see. And it's going to continue. We're only halfway through. 
little over halfway through. So Jacob DeGrom goes to the All-Star game. In case I didn't announce that, I may have forgotten earlier in the the, uh, edition. Um, So, you know, a reason to watch the All-Star game to root on Jacob DeGrom, even though Keith doesn't think people or Ronnie doesn't think people watch just to see their hometown team. Yes, they do, guys. Yes, they do. They've always done it that way. Always. Ever since I was a kid and uh, can can remember that, that uh, you know, what a big deal the All-Star game was. But, uh, yeah, we wait and we watch for our hometown guys. All right, so we've got three with Washington. Uh, let's see, three with Washington. And then the All-Star break. And then they go to Yankee Stadium. But we'll be back next week to talk about a little bit more of this exciting season. Until then, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.